0: Hi there, and welcome to our post Thanksgiving edition of Westmont Works. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving break and enjoyed much needed rest, good food, and now you're ready to finish the semester with a rejuvenated spirit. But if you're like me and you feel like you just gotta hang on a couple more weeks and you're running out of fumes, know that you're not alone. Personally, when I feel stressed or overwhelmed, I'm empowered by a good workout. For those of you who have taken Fit for Life, you'll remember that exercise, defined as intentional physical activity, releases endorphins. It's unfortunately easy to be stagnant right now, sitting at a desk studying all day and bundling up to avoid the crisp winter weather, but we're hoping to promote some movement this time of year since we just stuffed ourselves like holiday turkeys. So for this episode of our podcast, we are creating an exercise challenge for our listeners and an opportunity to win a prize. How do I enter, you may ask? Super simple. If you've been following us on Instagram, at thecovewc, you know that all you have to do is repost our story with the Westmont Works episode and then post a picture or video to your Insta story of you working out while listening. If you're self-conscious like me, no worries. Just take a cute pic of your tennis shoes. We'll count that. Make sure you tag at wc and then you automatically enter to win free admission to our Pilates for Professionals event in January. This event will be hosted by Cove and will hopefully help you kickstart your New Year's resolutions. We will give you more information as we get closer, but for now, listen up and throw on those Lululemons while we have the pleasure of hearing from Mr. Whitney Van Pelt from Local Business Social Intelligence. Mr. Van Pelt, thank you so much for coming on to Westmont Works. We're so happy you're here.
1: Yeah, and thank you for having me, Grace.
0: So what is social intelligence? Can you tell us about it?
1: Yeah, so very simply put, social intelligence is what's known as a consumer reporting agency. So we provide reports on consumers, essentially the, the general public. Um, under under some some strict guidelines that we have to play by, which we can kind of get into later if you'd like. But um, we're a consumer reporting agency that focuses on problematic online behavior. And uh, we... Tip, we work with employers um at, who are looking to bring folks into their organization mm-hmm. so it can be a traditional employment um kind of relationship or volunteers kind of just anybody that um gives them consent to run background checks on them um we do an online presence kind of search just to make sure that there isn't any kind of uh egregious behavior mm-hmm. out there essentially
0: okay very cool yeah um so Because of that, we know that obviously we're on a college campus, so what is something that students should be aware of? What are you looking for on your end that you're saying, okay, this could be potentially egregious behavior or that's a problematic post? What should students be aware of as they're starting to enter into that workforce?
1: Yeah, so when it comes to background screening in general, there's a lot of legalities around this. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we, there's there's only certain things that we report on, um, and that are what's known as actionable behavior or, you know, actionable content, basically meaning that you can, an employer can legally make a uh, an employment decision based off mm. of. Um, so, you know, essentially what we've, what we've done and we've worked with some of the most... Respected employment lawyers um, in the world to kind of help curate this product and and what we do, um, but generally speaking, uh, just about any company will have a code of conduct policy, code of ethics policy, just kind of general employment guidelines um, and, and within those policies there'll be language to say hey you can't um, you can't d- d- display you know racist behavior intolerant right. behavior." Um, you can't be talking about drugs or possibly doing, you know, be doing drugs, um, be act in a violent way, um, show any kind of, uh, you know, sexually explicit material things of that nature. So, um, we've kind of boiled down and kind of, uh, focused in on what we look for, um, with those four kind of specific behaviors and what, what they are. We call them our filters and essentially what we, what we focus in on and look for are any kind of demonstrations of intolerance. So. We're talking um, you know, racism, sexism, bigotry, ageism, anything that's kind of intolerant right. um, towards a protected class of people. Um, and then anything that may be potentially illegal anything that may be potentially violent, um, and then again, any kind of sexually explicit material. So those are the very, very specific behaviors that we look for and um, look to flag on a report and deliver to uh, an employer so that they can make a decision on this stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's important to understand because when people, I think, would. Especially maybe students when they're thinking of a social media screen, they're like, "Oh wow, like my my uh, you know my hiring manager is going to be looking at my 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 Instagram, for example, and they're going to see." Um, me, you know, in a picture drinking at a party right. or something, um, and that's not at all what we're providing on a report. Um, okay. We don't think that's relevant in a hiring decision. Um, that doesn't make uh, someone, you know, more or less qualified for a position to be, you know, having, you know, potentially that's theoretically say that they are of age and they're just, you know, responsibly drinking at a at, at a party with some friends or something. Right. Obviously, we're not talking COVID world. It's <laughs> <laughs> a different set of guidelines, but you know, uh, before. For the pandemic, um, there's there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so we do look for those very specific behaviors that, you know, can cause a lot of problems for a company it can make, make for a, a, an unsafe work environment. Um, it can cause, you know, problems to a company's bottom line because, you know, nobody wants to work with, uh, and do business with a company who's going to hire people who are posting racist things on Facebook, for example, or whatever the case may be. Um, so, um, if you look at it in terms of kind of what, um what a general idea of what a social media screen is and actually kind of dig down into actually what we're, um, what we're actually providing on a report and we're, we're filtering out anything that's not relevant. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've heard crazy, crazy stories of, of, uh, employers not hiring people for, you know, because this person posted too many selfies or too many pictures mm-hmm. of food or they're a fan of the Lakers right. and the hiring manager is not, you know, things that are just completely unfair and not relevant. So we're removing all of of that out of the equation okay. um and just delivering um you know relevant meaningful actionable um insight in, into into people yeah
0: and with that i just have a question because obviously we live in a very tumultuous state in our country and everything like that mm-hmm. and you know we've heard stories on both sides you know of people not getting hired because of their political ideologies or um affiliation yeah. and mm-hmm. maybe that does or doesn't fit into some of those like guidelines that you're or those filters that you're talking about what is Mm -hmm. the protocol with that if it's support of a political party do you recommend just not avoiding that on social media what does that look like
1: yeah that's a great question so from what we do um and the the purpose of our company in general let me take a couple steps back is to remove the the, remove information again that's not relevant to a hiring manager so Hiring managers, this happens all the time. And our biggest competitor is people, companies doing this themselves in-house. So let's say, Grace, you're looking to apply at Coca-Cola, for example, right? And Coca-Cola says, okay, cool, you're going to, you know, you're, you're hired pending the, pending the background check. Um, they're going to run a criminal background check on you, uh, maybe a motor vehicle background check. Right. There's all kinds of different background checks. And then a hiring manager, if they don't go to uh, a compliant you know, third party like ourselves, they're going to just kind of just poke around on your social media presence um, themselves and kind of look, look for certain things. So the point of coming to us is we're going to th- th- – that hiring manager that is looking to hire you, Grace, they're going to see things that they can't unsee. They're going to be privy to all kinds of information that, again, is not relevant to them. So um, we try to remove that out of the equation and come to us, and we're just going to deliver to you what's again what's relevant Mm and what's meaningful in uh, in an employment decision. So to answer your question directly, um, that someone being a a Democrat or Republican or you know one side of the aisle or the other, that's not relevant to a, to a hiring decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that wouldn't fall under, you know, intolerance or violence or sexually explicit right. or you know anything that's illegal. Now what so just uh you know political affiliation in and of itself that's not going to be flagged. Right. If somebody says, "Hey, I love Donald Trump or I love Joe Biden or I hate Donald Trump or I hate Joe Biden, that's that's not anything that we flag." Okay. But what what happens often and as you alluded to earlier with the state of our country is that politics Enrage people, yeah. and it it, it brings uh, brings a lot of emotion in with in people. So oftentimes, that intolerance filter or that violence filter gets you know muddled into their political posts right. so um it's you know it's going going back to the i love joe biden or i love donald trump if somebody says hey i want to you know break donald trump's legs yeah. that would be under that potentially right. violent category right. right so that's where it kind of crosses the line and that's where we would throw um, you know put that on on a report but just a you know political stance one way or, or another um, without any kind of extra um, violent or you know, intolerant kind of commentary. Yeah. Um, no, that's not going on in a report.
0: Okay, that's really good to know because I, I'm sure there's, you yeah. know, with everything going on, there's so many students that are like hearing this and going, uh-oh, <laughs> I better take that down, which kind of goes in. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: So I mean, you know, so this is the thing, though. Unfortunately, uh, not every company is using us to do the reports. So and the scenario that I that I mentioned to you and where they're kind of doing doing it themselves, it it happens often. Um, So, you know, what my advice to any kind of student or people out there is, you know, if they're. If you have to be speaking a lot online and posting a lot of things and um, of, you know you know being uh, boisterous out there on 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 social media, what I always recommend to you and to anybody is to really understand the privacy settings on these platforms. Yeah. Now, some platforms are very easy, simple, kind of black and white, on or off. I think you know Instagram, for example, is pretty much like you're, you're private or you're, or you're not. Right. Um, but when it comes to a platform, let's, let's say of like Facebook, for example, um, I know you know not too many students <laughs> are, are on Facebook nowadays. I don't know the statistics. <laughs> but um, some platforms are very, very hard to navigate when it comes to privacy right. settings. There's, it's a, there's a, a variety pack. So, um, you know, even though there is a quote-unquote kind of, Private account. There is kind of a, a, still a ton of information that can be accessed. So just really understand what uh, the general public can see, right? Yeah. Um, you know, understand if it's this is going to be only my friends and family can see this, or people in my network can can, can see this, yeah. or literally it's it's just out there in the public for anybody to see. Right. Um, really, really understand what that looks like, um, and it will safeguard you because you know we're we don't have we're not we're not hacking. Uh, you know, your hiring manager is not doing any hacking. Um, um, there's actually um, laws in about half the states that prevent employers from asking you for your your your, your username or your password or asking to friend request you and kind of you know kind of go behind closed doors. Right. Um, so you, you know, can college students, anybody that's looking to uh, join the the job market is and you know. You, you as a consumer have a lot of rights. So kind of understand what those rights are mm. and one of those one of those rights is, you know, your your private accounts are your private accounts. Mm. Um, you know, so Really understand what that looks like, and and you and you, you you'll be safeguarded. Yeah. Um, you know, us and any, anybody else that's doing this, we're only able to access publicly available information.
0: Okay, so then, so you're only able to access publicly available information. So, are you going through, you know, different search bars, search engines, you know, typing in this, you know, the name on the top of this resume? How are you guys going about finding yeah, so, it? Yeah.
1: So, that's a great question. So, we have created a proprietary software that. Okay powers um us to be able to do this now we have a group of of analysts that um are it's so the the fcra is what um are the guidelines that any kind of background check company has to um, abide by okay. it's called the, the fcra stands for the fair credit reporting act okay so that's what uh the language in there gives the consumers a lot of uh, protection, and a lot of rights, and what us as a background screening company, those are some rules that we have to we have to play by. Um, so, anyways, our our analysts are trained um, with the FCRA guidelines in place. But how the how the search and how the work is done is we have a proprietary software that's main function is to uh, uncover what grace's online presence looks like so um like going back to the coca-cola example coca-cola is looking to hire grace and they say okay this is this is her name this is where she lives um, this is her email address maybe her phone number um you know potentially uh, the schools that she went to maybe a, a previous employer mm-hmm. kind of you know things that essentially things that you would find on a resume right so we take that information, and again, we have a proprietary software that says, okay, we're gonna look anywhere and everywhere on the internet to get a picture of what Grace's online presence looks like. Um, So once we confirm Grace's Instagram, for example, um, we, part of the process is discovering pieces of information that was um, not originally provided to us. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll find Grace's username, or we'll have a picture of Grace. So things of that nature that we can uh, take run through the software again, enhance the search, kind of see where else you kind of pop up on the internet. Yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, we have a, again, a set of a set of proprietary software tools that helps us sift through all your publicly available content, um, find the egregious content quickly, yeah. um, organize it, capture it, put it on a report and, um, and boom, there's the, that, that, that that's how it's done.
0: Very cool. So it's, it's a combination of, you know, um, manual work, and also uh, a software.
1: Yeah, so we, we look at it like this. We always say we're, you know, sometimes you ask Alexa to turn the lights on and she turns the TV on instead, right? <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the human quality control element to this is um, very important. Right. Again, there's, there's quality control. And another example I use is we're making sure that we're, we're, we're flagging the word Coke, as in the illicit drug, and not Coke as in the soft drink, right? <laughs> yeah. So just making sure that we understand the the context behind what people are saying is very important. Right. Um, we do have some competitors who just use a technology only approach, mm. and it's it, it's very very problematic. What ha- ends up happening is it flags a lot of things that um, are shouldn't be flagged like you know somebody talking about like it's funny I, I i didn't mean to connect the coca-cola company and coke but um <laughs> you know let's say I, I i love coke drinking the and you know we got under we need to understand right. exactly what you're talking about there to uh, make it relevant to your employer yeah. who's making a decision on you so um, the human quality control element to this is uh is a very important part of our process
0: yeah and so then, how did you get involved in this? Were you part of the startup? How is how has this been for you?
1: No, I was recruited to uh, come work here. Um, so you know, I'm networking is a very very huge aspect of life. I would yeah. say it's 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 gotten to be highly, you know, to where I am today is, is a huge part of it is, is because of networking. Yeah. So um, in college, I I worked at a restaurant bar um, with, uh, you know, obviously some people who, who became friends uh, that I've kind of, you know, d- d- kept in touch with over the years. Yeah. And um, some of them I worked with like 10 years ago at a restaurant. Um, I became the president of this company, Social wow. Intelligence and um recruited me essentially said hey you know this we got this this cool company it's kind of a growing market there's this thing and i was you know got got excited about it and and that's how i ended up here very
0: cool so then this is random but what was your major in college
1: my i went to ucsb my major was communication okay so um it's you know it's very very general um you know field of study it's you know a lot of a lot kind of just general kind of Business practices, yeah. I guess, are kind of learned in, in that communication field. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that's what I studied. Absolutely,
0: no, it's so good for. I mean, a huge part of what we do at the Cove is say, you know, major in what you want to major because there's always going to be opportunities for whatever it is. So that's really uplifting to hear. You oh, know? yeah.
1: There's, I mean, there, there's so there's majors are great, and you know, certain areas it's kind of you have your your focus, and that's going to where it's going to lead you to to your career, right. and that's where you're going to stay. But you know, I've I've seen and I've worked with people and done business with many people who are, you know, majors of, of, you know, political science or sociology and all kinds of different majors. And you're like, oh, wow, you didn't think you'd end up as being the, you know, VP of operations, right. or VP of sales or whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, you just learn as much as you can because you never know how you're going to use it down the line Um, and skills that you don't even think that you're kind of acquiring in a certain field of study can be applicable in many different uh, areas of of business.
0: Absolutely and like you said networking you know who you know who you're in touch with and so that was another question that you know we had was because of COVID, obviously, internship opportunities, job opportunities in so many areas have just been limited. You know, so many small yeah. businesses are just, you know, looking inward and saying, how can we kind of survive this, you know? And mm-hmm. so with social intelligence, are have you seen growth? Has there been, you know, has it contracted in any way? What does the business model look like for you guys because of the pandemic?
1: Yeah, so we are definitely affected by it. You know, we obviously rely on... Um, people to be hired because essentially what you know this is typically these reports around post offer so hey you're you're hired pending background checks right um so with the pandemic going on and Business is shutting down and budgets tightening up, and nobody, ha- you know, being able to kind of bring people onto the organization. It's actually actually the opposite is happening, where people are are, are getting you know let go. Yeah. Um, it definitely took a toll on us um, in in certain areas. There are some sectors that we saw an increase, like for example th- in healthcare mm-hmm. um, and some tech companies. They're obviously hiring a little bit more. Um, so you know we saw it kind of even out a little bit, but yeah, we definitely saw some um, some pretty dark. Months in the in the first uh, you know that March through kind of June July area of the pandemic, um, we've seen things start to pick up since about July August, okay. um, but yeah I mean it's it's uh, it's definitely not back to where it it, it was. It's right. still going to be a, a long road ahead for that. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and yeah. and so you know as Westmont students we have a whole kind of program right now that's saying hey look for internship opportunities. Does social intelligence mm-hmm. provide Um, an opportunity for students to kind of get knowledge in this area or possibly work in this, um, you know, field that's probably up and coming, you know, in so many ways. Um,
1: Yeah, we don't have anything in place right now, Um, although we have talked about, we just, you know, we're a pretty small team. We just don't have the bandwidth to kind of um, think about what that role would look like and what we'd be able to offer. Um, but that is something that we would like to do Um, and you know hopefully sometime in the near future we'll have uh, you know be able to put a little further thought into what an internship opportunity would look like because I know there's definitely a lot of things that can be done around here that um, would be definitely a great opportunity for um, you know for a a soon to be graduating college student.
0: Yeah absolutely so then and that's totally okay that's very helpful you know for students Um, but also on the flip side of that, you are part of, you know, looking at who's being hired and all of that. So what are jobs that you see that are projectable for students that if you would be like, yeah, we would see, you know, 20 to 25 year olds going into these fields and they're doing well and they're getting hired, you know, what is something that you can give college students hope for that?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, Grace. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of entry-level sales jobs Mm. out there available so what's known as like a sales development um, representative role or a business development representative role Um, I'm seeing a lot of opportunities in that in that field, there's a lot of people need a lot of boots on the ground to kind of uh, be, you know, be be reaching out to people and, um, you know, selling, selling software. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that, you know, obviously there's new tech companies that pop up every single day. (laughs) Um, So I would, um, if anybody wants to kind of get into that, you know, from there, you don't have to be in sales the rest of your Mm -hmm. life, but you can, I think it's a very good entry level type of job to kind of understand how business in general works. And then you can kind of maybe, um, you know, pick and choose your, your avenue from there based on you know what you like and kind of what you've what you um gather your your or understand your kind of your skill set to be um so I would I would start there um either kind of a sales development representative role or that business development representative role that's
0: that's really great and then I mean I don't have any more specific questions but I mean is there anything else that you would want students to know about social intelligence about these different social media platforms that they should be aware of?
1: yeah I mean just again understanding those privacy settings is is a big one um and you know obviously don't you can just you know say don't post racist <laughs> and, and violent things that's that's kind of an obvious one um but just you know people are watching yeah. and you and you never know when something that you say is going to kind of come back to to haunt you and um you know it's one thing to kind of be speaking amongst your group of friends or you know at a at an event or something um, that can you know you maybe say say one thing and its you know, it's not being recorded and it'll kind of um, go go out the window yeah. on the back end um, the internet is and it can be a very permanent place and that's you know People have been saying that for years, but it's uh, uh, people still just don't understand it, yeah. um, and it uh, it can really really hamper you in your uh, in your career and your your social life and and, and many different ways. So, um, if you do ha- just you know you have that that burning desire to um, be very active on social media, again, just understand who your audience is, yeah. understand who's a- who's able to access what um, what it is that you're saying.
0: Yeah, and then just real quick, how how would you say being a presence on social media affects your job? You know what I mean? Like if you have a great resume, if you have a great LinkedIn profile, you wrote an awesome cover letter, but, you know, you have, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm trying to think of of something that may potentially be um, problematic, like a bunch of bikini pictures. You know what I mean? Like, you know, is that going to negatively influence in a way that might trump your resume or your cover letter or something like that?
1: You know what? Unfortunately, unfortunately, it may. Again, you just never know who's going to be looking at this stuff, and who's gonna, you know, what the mindset of the person who is going to be making these decisions is. Um, You know, again, going back to social intelligence, that's just a, you know, a bikini pick in and of itself is that's that's not that's that's not going on a report. Um, But again, unfortunately, we're not doing. We're not running the social media background yeah. screening program for every single company out there, so um it, you know unfortunately that may be looked upon um you know may may be frowned upon yeah. so uh i you know again maybe just don't put that <laughs> up there if you if, if if you have if you have the choice i mean if, if if it's a question to you if you're if you're you know grace if you're even thinking i'm not saying this is you specifically but if there's if anybody out there is thinking oh you know should this go on to this not if you're even questioning it at all that's probably just best just to not have it up right.
0: there yeah yeah and it's so hard because i feel like it's it's our generation possibly the the you know generation right before us especially the generation right behind us It's so hard because that's become so, and especially during COVID, it's become so much of our social lives, you know what I mean? That you're Mm -hmm. connecting with, you're getting gratification from. And so, I mean, what is some of the hope that you have for that? You know, it's such limited social interaction, so much limited like personal networking that it's all kind of become on these social media platforms. What is some hope you have to refrain from that attention seeking or that whatever that is, that gratification that comes from it?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's uh t- it's hard. Yeah. We're to feel like it's uh it, it's just it, it's a snowball effect. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger, yeah. and it's where it's like too, too going too fast to, yeah. to stop at this point. Um, you know, I guess on the going back to your your first question on the, about the you know a, a lot of bikini pics or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, could maybe help some people in some situations depending on the, again, depending on the audience and depending on what kind of job you are, are, are going to be looking for. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to say. Um, but you know, I, I hope we can get to a place where, uh, people are more respectful of one another mm-hmm. online. It's uh, we've seen a a very large uptick in in violent behavior um over this year, essentially with all you know, everything going on with the, the George George Floyd situation and then the election and the pandemic, everything, people are um are people are angry and uh, and, and acting in, in very violent ways towards one another. Um so, you know, I just see the you know we focus in on 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 the bad stuff only yeah. um, just because that's just kind of what in the, the nature of our work and what we have to do but there are there are a lot of good things happening um on social media and a lot of connections being made and um, it, it it can be a very very positive and um and you know encouraging place yeah. um, but you know, I, I, there, there, there's hope there, there is hope for the future. I would just, I think people, as they become more aware of, of how this, um, you know, how they act online is, um, it's, it, it's all very connected. Yeah. So, you know, your, your, your online kind of persona is your persona in general. And it's, that's, that it, it, it it's connected to your work. Yeah. It's connected to your personal life. It's all, all very, very, very connected. So um, people don't understand that. Kind of, you can't really just kind of separate those out. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll get to a place where um, you know there's uh, th- there's a little bit more. Um, uh, 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 positive um <laughs> interactions yeah. on on social media as opposed to just all these uh you know negative things that are happening
0: yeah and we need to right i mean it's the holiday, so there's hope right now <laughs> but. yeah well thank you so much for joining us today mr van pelt we really appreciate it um we hope of you course. have a wonderful day and thank you so much for coming on to westmont works
1: yeah no problem thank you grace
0: Thank you all for listening to today's episode. It's now coming to a close. If you chose to partake in the exercise challenge that we proposed at the beginning, we hope that you had a wonderful workout. As we're now ushering in final season and the holidays, we know that the stress kind of piles on. So remember that you have a bunch of resources through Cove. Um, Whether that be through your CDAs, every dorm has one. As well as Kayla and I, we are always accessible as well. Kayla wasn't a part of today's podcast, but she is still more than willing to reach out to anyone. She's actually the CDA for Emerson and also for all of the upper campus folks, maybe in Clark even, she's accessible to you as well. We know that it can be really stressful at this time of year. So if you want to chat about career opportunities or internship opportunities, of course, we're available. But also, if you just want a friend or time to grab coffee or decompress, know that you have a slew of people who would absolutely love to engage with you during this time. So we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, another restful weekend approaching and thank you for letting Westmont Works work with you!